welcome to a photographic life. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah and Happy Holidays. This year's special Christmas episode will be a game of two halves. It's been a tough year, so in the first half we will not be taking ourselves too seriously. At halftime, we will be sucking on half an orange, getting a stern talking to by the manager and coming back out onto the pitch, focused and filled with optimism for the future, thanks to our special Christmas guest and contributor Zelda Cheadle. We've cleaned our boots, we've got our kit on, and we're ready to kick off. For me, Christmas is based on memories, nostalgia. Well, hurry up, I'm getting cramps. <laughs> What a load of palaver to have a snap taken. Snap? <laughs> snap? Did you say snap? Yeah. I'm not doing a snap, I'm doing a portraiture. <laughs> you were about to be immortalised on a full plate matte finish in sepia. <laughs> Never use the word snap to a professional photographer. You wouldn't ask Vaughan Williams if he'd knocked out a few tunes lately, would you? <laughs> Symphonies, mate, and that's what this is. A symphony in emotion. That's a very good idea. I think I'll call it that. Symphony in emotion. <laughs> Can I help you, sir? Yes, I want this repaired, please. <laughs> chair repairs next door. <laughs> this isn't a chair, this is an image reproducer. I beg your pardon? Oh, heavens, man, you're in the trade. Surely you recognize a, a Paget and Anderson Mark 7 hand-cranking and bulb exposure image reproducer when you see one? It's all here. Glass bit from the front that the light goes through. The concertina bit that goes in and out. The bit that you look through, all I want you to do is to just put it together again. I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sir. I've never seen anything like this before. I, I don't think we can help you. Take a round of the chair, Menders. No, no. This is the ridiculous. This isn't the one that started all the rest of this stuff off. Must be someone here with some experience of it. One of your older members, perhaps. Well, there's our Mr. Fizakley. He's been with us over 60 years. Uh, Mr. Fizakley! You, you called me Mr. Merriweather? But this is an Anderson Mark 7. Haven't seen one of these for 60 years. May I? Please, please! Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> they don't make cameras like this these days. <laughs> My grandfather had one of these. Oh, come off it. It's not as old as all that. Dear, oh dear. It seems to be broken. It seems to be broken. Yes, of course it's broken. It blew up and burst into flames. Ah, oh, yes, yes. They were always doing that, you know. <laughs> Many a good man met his doom with a Paget and Anderson Mark 7. <laughs> The wonderful Tony Hancock and Sid James there from Hancock's Half Hour from 1960, an episode titled The Photographer. Let's get a little bit more up to date, shall we? Good morning, sir. How can I help you? Yeah, hi. I'm looking for a really good quality medium format lens. When you say good quality? Well, professional stand. Right, OK. And uh, what sort of price range are we oh, thinking of? Uh, 506. Very funny. Sorry? There can be few professions outside artificial insemination and parachuting where equipment is as crucial as it is for a photographer. 
Will has decided that the time has come to invest in his own talent, and at the very forefront of any camera is the lens. I mean, I could sell you rubbish if that's what you want. I mean, you're the customer. Well, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, this lens here, Scimitar, 850 quid. 850, I mean. Now, if you went into a high street shop, some 19-year-old with a nylon shirt and hair gel would probably get quite excited about selling you this. It's complete rubbish. Is it? Practically useless. You might as well use the thick end of a milk bottle. So, I mean... And this one, Technica Series 3, 1,100 quid. 1,100? Sorry. Looks like quite a nice lens. Even got a nice box with it, look. Oh, yeah, that's junk. Really? Chinese made. I mean, I've got nothing against the Chinese. And they really know their way around rocket launches and tanks so, when it comes I mean, to this sort of thing. what would you... But I will happily sell you this if that's the sort of thing you want. Well, but... I mean, you're the customer and you're always I mean, right. I mean, so what... 1,100 quid for me. I mean, what am I to... What sort of lens would you, you know... Me? Well, I'm different. I mean, I'm probably the last person to ask. I mean, I like stuff that works. What would you recommend? Right. Hang on a minute. That's why I never use the big chain stores. Right. Why? This guy really knows his stuff. Good. That's some um, He's got a great chin and jawline, has he? Especially in profile. Don't you notice? Well, I mean, obviously not. That's, right. Here we are. Right. So what sort of... Um, it's a Nashi Konica. Nashi Konica. I mean, obviously the F-18 set the standard for the industry. Did it? But this is the F-19. What are you staring at? Nothing. I'm not sorry. But this is the F-19, which is basically better than sex. Right. I keep up pretty much with all the, you know... I mean, the, feel the weight of it. Yeah. Yeah, that is. But, I mean, I read all the, you know... Do you want to feel the weight? No, I, I don't. Go on. Well, all right, then. Here you are. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's some... Um, well, that's fair. It's nice and sort of... Um, I mean, it's just right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I read pretty much all the... You it's know, not very... No, you still got the cap on. Oh, OK, thanks, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I read practical photography, and uh, I don't think I'll come across Nash Iconic. Mm. You read practical photography? Well, you know... What for? I mean, obviously, I only... Well, why didn't you say? I'm sorry, oh, wow. completely wrong. Well, no, I mean... I wouldn't point it at the light. No, OK, thanks. I mean, I kind of assume... Actually, in fact, give me that light. Yeah, OK. I assumed you were pro. Well, yeah. I am really sorry. Um, let's go back to the Technica. I mean, this will be fine for beat shots. Well, I mean, uh, with the Nash... get a bit of sand in it, it's not going to make any difference. I mean, how much is the Nash Iconica? The Nash Iconica. That's 2,600. Right. Obviously, that's terrifying for you, but for a pro, it's probably half an hour's work with some failed actress in a see-through dress. Is it compatible with a Hasselblad? What? My camera's a Hasselblad. I mean, you know, one of my cameras. Oh, right. Is it compatible? Yeah. The actor Bill Nye there playing the role of a photographer in the 1999 programme People Like Us in the particular episode titled The Photographer. I think this is the most conversation we've ever had about cameras on the A Photographic Life podcast. But we all know that photography has little to do with cameras. It's all to do with communication. Now can we have one with the bridesmaid? Lovely. Now, anyone who's wearing a suit for the first time. (laughs) Now, drunk uncles. All drunken uncles. out of politeness but wasn't expected to turn up. (laughs) Okay. Super. Now, anyone who slept with the bride? (laughs) Yes, because... 
Now, anyone who slept with the groom. <laughs> and anyone who thinks this will last. <laughs> a clip there from a 2001 episode of The Sketch Show. I hope you've enjoyed our little dip into the comedy world of photography. We don't like to take ourselves too seriously here at The Photographic Life. I promised you an optimistic and intelligent second half to this podcast. And uh, thanks to Zelda Cheadle, that's exactly what we have. Zelda's life in photography and the arts has encompassed being a photographer, a gallerist, a publisher, a curator, a lecturer and an author. She began her gallery career at the Photographer's Gallery in London, working with internationally renowned photographers and emerging British artists using photography. In 1989, she started the Zelda Cheadle Gallery, first in Cecil Court WC2 and then in Mount Street W1 and finally in Shoreditch until 2005, where she exhibited work by British and international artists, including Helen Chadwick, Eve Arnold, Bernice Abbott, Sarah Moon, Manuel Alvarez Bravo, Lee Miller, Robert Frank and Abbas Kira Rastami, among many others. Her gallery also consistently showed young and emerging artists and the Zelda Cheadle Press published monographs of contemporary British artists and photographers. As lead curator for the World Photography Organisation for many years, Cheadle has spoken extensively about photography and its place as fine art. Her recent photographic exhibitions include Cecil Beaton in both the State Hermitage St. Petersburg and Blenheim Palace, Yan Wang Preston in China, photography from the Gulf countries exhibited in Ryder, Saudi Arabia, the Dubai photo exhibition comprising 868 photo works, she began and managed the first photography fund that collected, exhibited and published a collection of over 6,000 iconic prints, including a Russian 20th century collection, Eve Arnold's vintage archive and icons and masterpieces of the European and American schools. She is an honorary fellow at the University of the Arts Bournemouth, a member of the Council of Friends, National Gallery of Ireland and has been on the advisory committee of Photo Shanghai, the chair of judges at the Krasner Krauss Book Award and a nominator for the Deutsche Bourse and Prix Priktet competitions. Zelda continues to curate exhibitions and publish, review and challenge photography. And as you're about to hear, she's all about the future. For over 40 years, I have been working in photography. And many years before that, I was making and thinking and looking at photography. So the way that I thought I would make this recording was actually talk about what photography means to me right now, what I'm doing right now, because there's so much history in and stories to tell with photography over the years. I thought right now, which is the end of November 2021, I've just published a book called The Photograph That Changed My Life. It took me a long time to actually put it together, but... Um, 
I talked to probably a hundred people, and over fifty of them are in the book and chose fantastic pictures because I asked them to choose the picture that actually really truly did move them deeply or affected their lives. I think that we all know that photographs are everywhere we look. We consume them in just enormous quantities. I think that it's actually over 200 billion pictures a day that get uploaded to social media. And so that we absorb photography sort of consciously and unconsciously all of the time. So by slowing down and asking people to really consider and think hard about the picture that really, really made an impact, I brought together a very interesting group of people. They're not all photographers. Some of them are filmmakers, some are musicians, some are collectors. Obviously, they're people that I know, but... um, I think it was Susan Sontag that inspired me whenever she said that um, photographs which fiddle with the scale of the world themselves get reduced, blown up, cropped, retouched, doctored, tricked out. They age, plagued by the usual ills of paper objects. They disappear, they become valuable, they get bought and sold. They're reproduced. Photographs which package the world seem to invite packaging. They're stuck in albums, framed and set on tables. They're tacked on walls, they're projected as slides. Newspapers and magazines feature them. Cops alphabeticise them. Museums exhibit them and publishers compile them. And in my own case, I think I am the author and I compiled them. So that um, I ask people not to involve the subliminal and not to use the kind of daily visual onslaught to inform them, but to choose images that were seared into their memory. The kind of photographs that in some way stop them in their tracks. Because I found myself over so many years while I was at the photographer's gallery and then all of the many, many years in my own gallery that I listened to stories told to me by people of all ages and genders and backgrounds, and amongst them there were photographers, but also the the people interested in photography come from a very wide and diverse um, circle so that the people that came into the gallery were not always in the arts. There were scientists, there was philosophers, there was economists. It was. I had very, very interesting discussions with people, many people that were just passing through London. But, I mean, I think when you look at photography in, in its gigantic um, heaving mass that it is, there's always a story. There's a, a unique story to every picture and, there's, and everyone has a story to tell about why that picture means something to them. So I love it that there are moments of epiphany or that there's thunderbolt, life-altering effects or gentle acceptance and understanding that you reach through looking at a work over a period of time that becomes part of your own life story. Because, as I said in the book, every picture tells a story, but every story also tells a picture. So another exhibition that I'm working on well, that in fact I compiled, but the dreaded COVID kind of uh, unfortunately reared its ugly head, so it was postponed. But there's an exhibition that will open at the Royal Photographic Society called Squaring the Circles, and it will open July 22 to October 22. And it's an exhibition that is kind of trying to redress the balance because pictorialism got a very bad rap. 
And people believed that it was very sentimental and a little bit um, too uh, too much artistic license was involved. And so that when the modern age, the modernism came in with the Industrial Revolution, that the kind of the harder edge is what uh, was much better appreciated. But in fact, I have found that there's so many people, the practitioners in the 21st century, using the, the very techniques of the pictorialists, that I thought it was really uh, time to kind of set the set it straight that um, that there was very important pictorialist work, but there was also extremely important work happening now in the 21st century. One of the people in the exhibition is Takashi Arai, who makes daguerreotypes, which of course is the very beginning of photography, but he took his daguerreotype plate-making process to the areas of Japan that had suffered from nuclear explosion, and he made portraits and sound recordings of teenagers that lived in those places that were very toxic places in Japan in order to get... And he felt that daguerreotype was the correct expression, um, a very early expression, but to make very contemporary portraits of teenagers... Then there is, uh, I'm going through the catalogue here, um, then we have uh, Céline Baudin. She is someone that, um, she is kind of reenacting from old master and impressionist. And also there's a very kind of the feeling of the real arts and crafts um, of her pictures that um, they are suggesting identities and pictorial aesthetics. But in fact... They are digital photographs, and so that there's a very interesting uh, combination of how painting and photography mix, that you believe that you understand what it is that she has photographed, but in fact, it is in fact something completely different, and it is a very contemporary portrait. Susan Doges uh, has made cameraless images for quite some time, often at night, but she has made a series that is in the exhibition that really are reflecting what the Victorians did. Not only did they plunder the colonies, but they also plundered the oceans. And she's made a beautiful series um, from tide pools that are extremely beautiful objects, but they also show the complete death of any kind of living creatures because the oceans are basically... They are plundered. David George has got some... uh, night photography but he also has some very very beautiful photographers that although the landscape that he is photographing is the post-industrial landscape he has made photographers that look as bucolic as the original ph emerson's but in fact what they're showing is the end of coal mining the end of uh, oil drilling um so that again it's like it's using um an early technique, Joy Gregory has made some salt prints that will also sit next to some of her cyanotypes. And again, these are very early processes, but she's talking about lost histories. There's uh, the salt prints and the handbags that she made come from sort of her journeys in Africa when she's actually uh, le- using these in order to express culture and identity. Tom Hunter has made a series called Places of Prayer by Pinhole Camera. And something about the very technique of the pinhole, there is something that has slowed down and and formed this very contemplative series of pictures. 
And Ian Phillips McLaren has made a, a, a grid, a very extraordinary grid. His uh, mother-in-law was suffering from really quite severe uh, Alzheimer's. And the last time she came to visit her daughter and Ian in the house, um, she said, did I, did I really want to be here? And he took some photographs of her and he's made this grid of absolutely beautiful gum bichromates that make up this portrait. And gum bichromate in the same way that sort of onion skin layers of um, the gum is placed one in another. Some of these gum bichromates are 11 layers, just in the same way that the brain is made up of these layers. And uh, Spencer Roll has made a really interesting series of... Um, they are the lith prints, they're selenium tone, but in fact they are um, stereographs that should be seen with a stereograph viewer, as in early lantern slides. And they are talking about mental health, and it's like the same picture with and without an element that has to be seen, but very beautifully executed uh, stereographs. So all in all, it is a way of kind of talking about the sort of photography. The third thing I was going to mention was that I'm involved in curating an international show for the first ever Jeddah photo. So Saudi Arabia is now welcoming independent women. There's no need to wear an abaya. And I will be exhibiting, I think, eight artists of which two are men. And it's going to be really a glorious exhibition. Thank you very much for your contribution this week, Zelda. I think it's time for the final whistle, and therefore it's just enough time to say, take care. Mm-hmm.